So tonight we're wrapping up this series on the book of Jude with Jude verses 20 to 25. Next week I'm going to begin a series on the book of Acts that will take us on and off uh, through parts of the summer. But for tonight we turn again to the book of Jude. Hear the word of the Lord. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So for the message tonight, I'm going to have four points, and they're all going to focus on the theme of keeping or being kept. And for our first point tonight, we're going to go back and we're going to review what most of the verses of the book of Jude focus on. So our first point for tonight is going to be keep away from false teachers. Keep away from false teachers. And to help us get into that point, I'm going to start with a little bit of a question for all of you. Does anybody know, and you're, this is congregational participation, so just shout out. Does anybody know what this is? A rice pounder. Does this look familiar, Sarah? It, it, I got this from Sarah's dad a few years ago, so it looks very familiar to Sarah. It's a rice pounder. It's from Africa. And what you do is you take it, and you have a bowl or something that you put the, the grain in, and you pound it, and you pound it, and you pound it, and you pound it, and you pound it to make whatever grain you're going to eat fine enough, soft enough, processed enough that you can cook it and eat it. Now, obviously, you can guess that doing this sort of motion for a long, long time is rather labor-intensive, right? And you finish one day's food, and you have to go back, and you do it again the next day. And people in Africa spend hours and hours and hours grinding their grain by hand. And then the next day, they have to start all over again. Jude spends a lot of his letter warning warning us against following ungodly ways and ungodly teachers. And like, like with grinding food by hand, Jude tells us that if you go those ways, if you follow the ways of the ungodly, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to work and work and work. You're going to spend time on things, and you're going to go down roads that aren't going to help you, and you're going to wake up the next day, and you're going to need to be right back at the grind. So Jude tells us to keep ourselves away from false teachers. He tells us the work of those who go down those roads, the, the work of evildoers, ungodly ways are fruitless, pointless, empty. So keep away from them, Jude tells us. And Jude spends a lot, this is a fairly brief letter, but Jude spends a lot of time in this letter with this negative command, with this keep away from that and keep away from that. And again, keep away from that. But then as he wraps up, Jude gives us the positive side of that negative command. Jude wants us to keep away from false teachers, but he wants us to do that so that 
we can keep ourselves in the love of God. And that's our second point for tonight. Keep yourselves in the love of God. The center of verses 20 and 21 is that phrase, keep yourselves in the love of God. And the other three phrases in those verses are all descriptors of how, descriptions of how we can keep ourselves in God's love. And first, Jude tells us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Build ourselves up in our faith. And among, among other things, that means paying attention to the truths of our faith. It means looking back and remembering and reading again and reminding ourselves of what the Lord has done and what he wants us to do. Building ourselves up in the faith means, means things like remembering the truths that the Apostles' Creed gives us, that the Lord created the world, that in Christ the Lord redeemed us, that, that in the Holy Spirit the Lord continues to dwell with and within us, and that he will bring us to glory and to eternal life. Build yourselves up in the faith. And then second, Jude tells us to keep ourselves in the love of God by praying in the Holy Spirit. And Jude is not telling us to pray in some particular charismatic wave your arms and shouts type of way. He's just saying, pray. And the only way that we can pray as we're supposed to in the Christian life is if the Holy Spirit is working in us, prompting us to pray and perfecting our prayers. Prayer. Our conversation with the Lord should be the guiding light. It should be the melodic line of the Christian life. Through prayer, we should be bringing all of our lives to the Lord. And through prayer, we should be receiving from the Lord guidance of how we keep ourselves in his love. And then third, Jude tells us to wait. To wait on the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ who brings us to eternal life. Because of Jesus and only because of Jesus, we have, we have good standing before the Lord. False teachers will bring us down the road to judgment, but Jesus brings us down the road to life. And so we're called, even as we live for Jesus in the present, to always have this awareness that we are waiting. We are waiting for Jesus to bring us to be with him forever. Build yourselves up in the faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Wait on the Lord Jesus. Those are the three ways that Jude tells us to keep ourselves in the love of God. And these are challenging tasks to keep after day after day after day. But the results of living in this way are completely different than any other way that we can live. Throughout this series, the background we've had, and if you look up at the screen now, the background we've had is electricity-generating windmills. But for a moment, I want us to think about the other older kind of windmill, the kind you might picture if you think of Holland in the old days. You know, nice picturesque kind of background for, for different things. And most of us think of those as kind of decoration probably. Like, oh, look, isn't that a nice looking windmill over there? But I want us tonight to think about what those windmills were actually for. What did they use those windmills for? And there's several uses, but one of them was to grind grain. 
And those end up being big and complicated mechanisms often, but really the windmill was to grind grain. There's all these series of cogs and shafts and huge grindstones and and all kinds of things, but the point was to take grain and grind it into flour. Now, windmills take a lot of work. You've got to build the whole thing. The pieces have to fit together right. You've got to get the grain up to the grindstone. You've got to grind at the right space for the right amount of time. You've got to deal with the flour afterwards and get it so it doesn't just fly all over the place, but it goes to where you want it to be. Windmills are a lot of work. But windmills are sure a lot less work and sure a lot more productive than grinding by hand. Working with a windmill gives you a completely different kind of result than what you get grinding away by hand. When Jude calls us to keep ourselves in the love of God, he calls us to something that takes a lot of work. There are all kinds of pieces in our lives that have to get put together or reconstructed or or redone again and again. But when we live in the Christian way, We experience a completely different kind of life than living in those old ways, than following the false teachers. Living in Christ gives us a completely different style, kind, quality of life than following these false teachers that Jude has been warning us about. And that changes how we live, and it also changes how we relate to other people. Keeping ourselves in God's love gives us a foundation to reach out and to keep others in God's love. And that's our third point for tonight. The next place that Jude brings us is that we should keep others in God's love. Not that we're solely responsible for what other people do, but Jude tells us to keep showing mercy to other people. And as we do that, to try to keep them in God's love. In verses 20 and 21, Jude tells us, keep yourselves in God's love. And then in verses 22 and 23, he tells us how to deal with people who have belonged to the church, who've been believers or seem to be believers, but now they're wandering. Now they're being attracted by something or somebody else. And Jude doesn't tell us, reject those people. He doesn't tell us, get rid of them. What he tells us is to be merciful to them to save them, to show mercy. Jude is writing to a context where people in the church have been attracted by other teachings. And the first thing he says here is to tell people who are firm in their beliefs in Christ to be merciful to those who are doubting and wondering. We should be honest, but we don't need to be harsh with people who have questions. Just as we've received mercy from the Lord, Jude tells us to show mercy to others. If someone's faith is weak, if if they seem like they aren't quite sure of some things, we should not reject them or shut them out or chase them away. Instead, we should show mercy and try to keep them in God's love. And if people have taken the next step and they've gone from wondering to wandering, if it seems like they're playing around with some things that don't really fit with the Christian faith, and Jude tells us to snatch them from the fire and to save them. Falling away from Jesus can have terrible consequences. And so Jude tells us, if we know people who are wandering away, who are playing, who are playing with fire, we should pull them back. 
We should do what we can to bring them back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Jude goes on to the next step, and he tells us people who have wandered away, people who have gone all the way into places they should not be spiritually. He tells us, even to them, show mercy. Hope and pray and work for repentance and restoration of those who have gone down the wrong path. But when he reaches that point, Jude also gives us a warning. He tells us, try to pull people back, try to keep them in the love of God, but, but he recognizes that when we try to pull other people out of sin, often it goes the other way and we get sucked into sin. And so Jude tells us to hate even the slightest signs of sin. Hate even the slightest signs of sin, but at the same time, do whatever you can to keep other people connected to Christ. Show mercy so as to keep others in the love of the Lord. So let's review our journey so far tonight. Jude, for much of his letter, has said, keep away from those false teachers. Keep away from them. And then here he says, keep yourselves. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Develop rhythms of life to build up your faith and to be in prayer and to really be focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he said, and do what you can to keep others in the faith. Show them mercy. Save them. Not that you're really responsible for saving them, but do your best to pull them back to the Lord. But then our fourth point for tonight moves us from these activities, from these things that we do, to looking to what God does. Our last point moves us from keeping ourselves to being kept by God. And our fourth point for tonight is that God keeps us in his love. Jude calls us to do all these things to keep ourselves connected to the Lord. But he lands on the point, God keeps you. Without God keeping us in his love, all of the rest of this would be impossible. We need God to work in us. And Jude tells us that is exactly what God does. Let's go back to windmills again. I said earlier that working with a windmill is completely different than working by hand. A windmill can produce so much more and it can produce much better quality product than a person working by hand. But there's something I left out earlier and that's, that's thinking about the source of power for the windmill. And think about that for a minute. The answer is obvious, right? It's in the name. Windmill. The mill works by the force of of the wind but without the power of the wind what good is a windmill if you build a windmill and no wind comes you're back to grinding by hand and a windmill can't produce its own wind there's all kinds of internal work you need to do in a windmill. You need to build the thing. You, you need to get the grain in the right place. You've got to have all the pieces working. You need the blades oriented properly. But if you don't have wind, you haven't got anything. It's the power of the wind that makes the whole thing go. And it's the Lord's power. 
It's the power of, of the wind, of the breath, of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of Jesus. It's the love of our Heavenly Father. It is God's power that makes the Christian life go. For this sermon series, we've had the tagline, Sustainable Power, and only, only the power of the Lord can really sustain us in the Christian life. And so that's where the book of Jude lands. We're told again and again to stay away from false teachers and to live in certain ways and not other ways, to stay away from these things because they have those negative consequences. But Jude ends by assuring us that it all really depends on the Lord keeping us. Jude tells us that it's the Lord who keeps us from falling. Jude tells us that it's the Lord who makes us able to stand in his presence without fault and with great joy. The Lord, the Lord God Almighty protects and preserves and presents us through his work. And that is the true hope of the Christian life. The true hope of the Christian life is that the Lord keeps us in his love. Because of his love, Jesus didn't keep himself safe, but instead he cast himself into trouble for us. Christ showed God's mercy by experiencing the judgment that we deserve so that we could be with him. We need to work hard in the Christian life. The Lord calls us to really dig into the scriptures and dig into his ways. And, and he calls us to be powerfully invested in prayer and, and to have our conversation with him be at the center of his life. And, and he calls us to really focus all of our lives in the present on, on Christ's work and on the glory that he will bring at the end of times. But, but all of that, all of that is really made to work by the power of God. And so even as we do our best, even as we work with our whole hearts and minds and soul and strength, we recognize that what really matters is God's work in us. And I think that recognition is why Jude ends with a doxology. The last couple of verses of this little book are all about praise to the Lord. Jude gives praise to the one who's able to keep us from falling to the one who presents us without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, to the one who deserves all glory, majesty, power, and authority. And this book piles, up, piles phrase upon phrase upon phrase at the end of this book to give us this, this picture of an amazing God, of a Lord who is beyond everything we can even comprehend, and a Lord who keeps us in his love. So keep yourselves in the love of God because, because it is the Lord God who is at work to keep you from falling and to present you before his throne without fault and with great joy. Amen. Let's pray. Father, when we come to you and and when we hear your word speak of what we do and what you do, so often we encounter a mystery. 
And Father, we pray that you help us not just in our minds, but in our lives to comprehend this mystery that you call and you equip and you urge and you lead and you guide us to work for you. And you call us to keep ourselves in your love and to do our best to to keep others also in your love. And yet at the same time, at the same time, you assure us that we do belong to you and that you have claimed us and that you, that you are the one who really keeps us safe. Father, we pray that you help us to really engage with the call that you have for us to live in a certain way. And also help us to rest in the reality and assurance that we have, that you have provided everything we need in Christ Jesus. Lord, help us to keep on following you. And we pray as we know you will that you keep on taking care of us. Amen.